What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Studio 51 podcast. In this episode, we're going to be breaking down the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is currently exclusively streaming on only Disney+. Plus. Uh, the first episode of the season, New World Order, and we're just going to be taking a look at what's going on inside this season. So let's get started. Alrighty, second episode in the Studio 51 podcast. I'm Ryan Hess. Everyone, thank you for coming and checking out the podcast today. I'm here with Aiden Michaelis. Aiden, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about some Marvel. Me too. It was a good episode. Not one of my favorites, but as far as first episodes go, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think it's going to open up some really cool stuff for the rest of the what, is it nine episodes, just like WandaVision? I think so. Yeah, nine episodes or something like that. I think that's how they're doing these Disney Plus shows. Um, yeah, so anyway, before we get started, let's establish the uh, the timeline here. So uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is six months after Avengers Endgame. We know that. Um, it's about five months after the events of WandaVision. So we know that WandaVision was about a month after Endgame. And um, it looks like it's going to be a few months before Spider-Man No Way Home, which was just recently announced that title it was. So we opened the first episode with Sam Wilson um, ironing one of his shirts, getting ready to go to the Smithsonian to give uh, Cap Shield, we find out, to the Smithsonian, um, because we learned throughout the episode that he doesn't really want to um, take on the mantle. He doesn't feel like he should be the person to do it. It's more of Steve Rogers' responsibility. When he, yeah, when he gave it to him in Endgame. Um in that scene where he was the, and the they played the dialogue over this the first scene where it was um, Cap goes how does it feel and Sam goes feels like somebody else's and Cap then says well it isn't or no it isn't or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know so it was it was cool one to see you know the callback to um to that and see that Sam is like mulling that over mm-hmm. and it seems like he's mulling it over just like by the facial expressions and then the way the scene continues. Um, with the close-up shots and everything, that you can tell that Sam has really, really thought about this decision right. and really thought about what Cap said to him and if he's ready. And um, it it was it was an emotional scene to see that, like, one of the most iconic Marvel characters, and I want to say one of the most iconic movie characters mm-hmm. for the past, I don't even know. Right, like 10, has, 12 years. Is, like, now gone because, I mean, obviously of contract, but then, like, you know, you dig into the Marvel Universe and it's... You know, Endgame, he's gone now. And so it's, it's sad to see that Cap, you know, Steve Rogers, Chris Evans is now not in the Marvel Universe anymore. For now, at right. least. It's, Hopefully he comes back. But It is kind of sad, you know, because yeah. we, I don't know. Yeah, if you watched them when they came out, when they released, and you kind of like grew up with these movies, right. I want to say. And, uh, you know, like seeing these characters just in your favorite movies and everything like that, and then they just you know they go and we're introducing new characters it's nice to see that but at the same time it's yeah it's hard to like lo- yeah it's hard to lose those guys and like and then you dig back into the episode and it's you know we're losing him and sam is actually losing him you know exactly. and um by giving up the shield i think it symbolizes that he you know um steve gave it to him and sam uh when he gave it to him there was like uplifting music and sam kind of looked off into the distance and was like you know, I can do this. He seemed very confident in his ability to carry on that legacy and right. jump forward now to Winter Soldier, or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'm sorry. And then, 
you know, he's given the whole speech and he just seems very sad, but also very uncertain and very, and just very like out of it. Because it's Steve's. He knows it's Steve's. Right. And he doesn't want to have anyone else do that because he knows and for, for however long he was back in, um, when he was, before he came out of the ice, you know, he was an Avenger for this long and he was given the serum back then and it's just been his thing. So it's obviously hard to try to live up to that. His yeah, his legacy carried on, you know, throughout World War Two in the in the forties, and now jumping forward seventy years, and now his legacy, from then you know Phil Coulson was collecting his cards all throughout that entire. So like, his legacy was during that time and carried through that seventy right. years, then carried on to Endgame, mm-hmm. and now you know. By, by Sam being like, I don't think I can handle this responsibility, this like legacy that Steve left that's over a hundred some years old. You know, I'm going to give it to the Smithsonian, um, which in I think Sam's mind is also sad because it it shows that, you know, he's almost allowing Cap's legacy to be, quote, buried. Um, and, you know, yeah. I think it was sad for him to see, to be like, I can't carry it, so nobody's going to carry it. But then on the other side of the coin, it's, the government is thinking otherwise. Right, but then it's yeah, and, we'll and get then to that. yeah, and it's also um, like they're burying his legacy by just keeping it there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can't do it, so nobody can, I guess. And his right. legacy is now just locked away. It's just dead on the spot. Right, and about that shield, actually, that looks like even when he brought it back in Endgame at the end of Endgame, it, it's not the same shield that we've seen. Yeah, which was weird. I don't know what happened. It was different though. There were little engravings. Um, Right in the in that one of those middle circles, and then those little um, I don't I don't know what shape they were, but they <laughs> yeah, it was, there was a shape. So the star was was outlined in these in this new shape, and it reminded me of the uh, the uh, little things he used his little uh, I don't know other shields in Infinity War that he oh, used. Oh yeah, kind of looked like those a little bit, or like the engravings Ir- did. Yeah, what Iron Man used against Thanos on Titan when he shot the power blast at him, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know we don't know though, and. Uh, maybe it's I don't know it's it definitely is uh, probably vibranium still but in the comics we know that his shield is actually made out of proto adamantium mm-hmm. um, same material of Wolverine's claws yeah so you know maybe that I don't know possibly could tie over to mutants or whatever they choose to do with that and if it is the proto adamantium then or what is it proto is adamantium adamantium <laughs> yeah. the proto adamantium the proto adamantium then what would happen to the vibranium shield that he, he took he took it back with him mm-hmm. so what you know what happened maybe there was modifications done to it and you know if it was weakened over time maybe they filled it in with you know the adamantium and stuff yeah. but i'm interested to see what happened if that's a new shield with adamantium i'm curious to see what happened with the old shield made out of vibranium right, right. yeah so uh, after that after we see sam ironing his shirt um, we're, we're cut right to Sam on a mission with the Air Force, and um, he's trying to infiltrate a plane that's been hijacked by the LAF. Um, the LAF's leader, we find out, is Batroc, who was introduced in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, on the uh, Lumerian Star, which was being hijacked again by Batroc, and which we learn, you know, was all a, a play by S.H.I.E.L.D., and we learn that the government and S.H.I.E.L.D. were working together, and Captain America can be trusted, and all this jazz and everything, and got confusing, but we figured it out. But Sam ends up saving the passenger on board that was part of the Air Force, and, uh, and getting him out of there, and getting rid of the other guys in their wingsuits before they entered uh, Libyan airspace, which 
sounded like it's going to be bad because the Libyans can kind of do whatever they want when they get over that border. Right. But uh, they they actually they get out of there, and he gets the guy, and they get out of there. Um, and you can see Sam using uh, almost like all of his potential that he has with his suit to fight off these guys and fight Batroc. Um, you know, he's using his thruster in the back of his pack, and he's using his wings a lot. Um, Red Wing is now able to be spoken to and understand voice commands. Right. Um, things like that. And after this whole mission concludes, we were introduced to uh, Joaquin Torres, or Torres, um, who's kind of seems like one of Sam's buddies throughout this whole thing. Um, and he starts talking to him in the uh, when they're on the street together um, about the Flag Smashers, who are just a group that basically think the world was better when the blip was effective when half the world was gone right without um, the government and the borders and stuff like that that's what they believe in is they they believe in um like no borders um right. they should kind of that they they you should be able to just kind of travel country to country with no um government in place which can ultimately you know be dangerous further to the average person um mm-hmm. so it seems like they're kind of like an anarchy group yeah that's like you know we don't want government um and if I ju- I'm going to jump ahead a little bit is when, you know, they're, they're stealing that money from the bank, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think they preach like we don't want government because of the borders and all this stuff. But I think that there is a second motive there. And yeah. like, why would you not want borders and not want government, but then go like rob a bank? Right. Like, I think that they I think that they're preaching to get like this mass number of people. So that way, you know, there's just like this inner circle of people that are stealing money and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. it's going to turn into some like pyramid type you know, pyramid scheme type stuff where everybody else except like that inner circle falls. And now that inner circle is like insanely rich because like the no government policy is now, you know, they can just do whatever they want and steal from whoever and do whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, after uh, Flag Smashers are introduced, uh, Taurus says he's going to sort of look into that and keep a loose follow, I guess, look from a distance about what they're doing, what they're trying to figure out what their motive is and anything like that. Um, and then he ends up trying to get out of Sam where Cap is. Uh, he mentions there's a lot of theories out there uh, of where Cap could be and what he's doing right now. And uh, one of those theories being that Captain America is on the moon um, and that Sam might have like flown him up there and <laughs> now he's just living on the moon. Right. Um, but he says uh, those you don't have to believe those people, you know. Obviously he's saying that that's not true. And he doesn't actually reveal where Cap is and then, uh, he says he's going to D.C., and Taurus asks him, what are you doing in D.C.? And he said, moon stuff. So he's like, oh, you know, obviously it's related to Captain America. Right. Um, which is cool, you know. It's cool, again, we're seeing all this Captain America stuff, you know, and in WandaVision we saw a little bit of Tony Stark and everything, even though these characters are dead, or at least one of them, and his Cap's not dead, we know that. Um, you know, they're still talking about him. They're still in the MCU, which I think is really cool. But so we get to... D.C., Washington, D.C., at the Smithsonian, and Sam is um, giving a little speech about how the world needs new heroes that are fit for the times that we're in, and uh, he basically passes down the shield to the Smithsonian, um, basically as a display in one of Captain America's little, in his little uh, space in the Smithsonian. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of things, there's a ton of things, little Easter eggs in here that we saw, you know. Cap's motorcycle from the 40s. We got newspaper articles about him. Um, his little, his Warren Listman form with the F4 on it that got denied the first time. 
Um, and then there's uh, Bucky stuff, you know, articles about Bucky, articles about the Winter Soldier. And, uh, you know, there's S.H.I.E.L.D. logos, Hydra logos. Um, there's mention of the Time Heist. And then there's the uh, there's a scrolling video um, that says The Vanished. And it's basically what we saw in Infinity War. Or, what we, excuse me, what we saw in Endgame when Game Scott Lang was in... Uh, when Scott Lang came back, yeah. Yeah, when he when he came back from the uh, from the quantum realm and he went to those big, the big like uh, memoriams of all the people who passed away or blipped, I guess they didn't die. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like that, like a miniaturized version of that in the Smithsonian, right. which I think is cool that that you know, the the government. I I'm talking like I'm in the movie, but the government was like, you know, recognizing all this along with you know as part of Steve Rogers' life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, it's cool because some of the names that are mentioned on the the vanished list, um, they're actual MCU employees. You know, whether they're writers, yeah. producers, um, visual effects artists, you know, storyboarders, and anything along the lines of making a movie, you see names in there. Whether they worked on this show or, you know, Winter Soldier, Civil War, things like that. Um, and yeah, you see all that. Rhodey's talking to Sam Wilson about how it seems like he's talking through this, but obviously no one wants Sam to not give up the shield, you know? He needs to be this person. Um, and Sam doesn't want to take the mantle. He doesn't feel he deserves it, that that's Cap's legacy, that it should remain Captain America's legacy. Um, and that's just how he feels, and that's how that scene ends with him sitting in front of the shield. You see that uh, distorted Sam behind the blurred shield in the front of the camera. Uh, cut two. Bucky Barnes is in therapy um the shots in this scene are uh uncomfortable to say to say the least say the least they're very uncomfortable they make you feel uncomfortable and at first when i watched it uh i think you told me this too you know you're like why are they doing the shots like this you know you know where's matt shackman with wandavision when you need him but um right you know after watching the scene bucky himself is uncomfortable and the situation's uncomfortable and that's why they chose these camera shots. You know, they want the audience to feel what Bucky's feeling, and frankly, it worked because um, I didn't really like it so much where it made me uncomfortable. But that's good. Um, so Bucky's going through this thing where he's having these nightmares at night, but these nightmares aren't just nightmares; they're past memories of when he was the Winter Soldier, right? Of him going through missions and killing certain people and things like that. What? Sorry, and then which is um, what I think is like a like I don't want to say a callback, but you know, kind of hints to the when it, when Tony finds out that Bucky killed his parents, and he goes, "Do you even remember them?" And he goes, "I remember all of them." Mm-hmm. Like while you know his time in Wakanda like fixed his brain and kind of I think removed like the that red star book, like the Winter Soldier book, out of his yeah. brain. Yeah. The memories of like the awful things that he did as a Winter Soldier when his mind wasn't his own are gonna stick with him forever. They you know, and so. I think that's something that we're going to – I want to see him work through that, especially with Sam, because that's such – they're such just like an iconic duo off right. the, on the camera and off the camera if you watch any like their interviews. Oh, yeah. They have such great chemistry, and I hope, you know, we can see Bucky maybe work through some of his issues, even with like the, the you know, three-step plan that the therapist has him going through. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, don't hurt anybody, don't break the law, and – you know what i forget what he i forget the quote it's their little the little mantra thing that he, she has him repeat which is like hi my name is james bucky barnes and i am no longer the winter soldier and something you're else part like of that. my you're part of my quest to make amends and yeah. then he like smiles like really uncomfortably <laughs> really awkwardly right um 
and you know he that notebook that he has there's a bunch of names in there that um he's making those amends with uh with people from Hydra that um he's basically turning in and you know using his past knowledge as the winter soldier to make those amends now in the present um so after that we see after this little garbage can uh g garbage can altercation between the guy he's seeing and this other kid um <laughs> that was really that was vague as ever that's what he tried to remember the old guy's name just talking about random stuff in the middle of it but uh he, the, him and what's his name maury i think so i think it's maury Some, maury shim shim yeah there yeah maury maury yes yeah they, they go out to lunch um they got to lunch and they're having a good time and he's and maury starts talking about uh his son he sees he this lost, little yeah. this little uh food this like little yeah he sees this little he sees this <laughs> meal and he goes he's like my son like love this meal he's, yeah he's talking about him as if he's still alive um so i assume that it must have been i assume that must have been recent we'll get into that in a little bit but um so it seems like that 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 his this, his son's death is still you know fresh in his mind right and for some reason when i you know if i'm talking about it chronologically for some right. reason when he's talking about his dead son you there's uh the camera shifts to bucky and that winter soldier theme that one yeah it snaps back in and um another cool thing that i saw about bucky is you know he blinked or he closed his eyes the music stopped mm -hmm. which i think you know is his time in wakanda and then also his um you know his new therapy sessions that are helping him work through his his uh i don't know what you want to call it I'm, like Just his heart yeah, the hard times that he went through, and you know, work helping him work through those those thoughts and those feelings that he had, and you know, because he is such a broken man. You know, I mean, he feels guilty. He he did. I mean, he knows he did horrible things. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, if you watch back to Civil War and he's watching that like tape of him killing them, like he's wincing and he he's uncomfortable, but he can't look away because he knows he feels guilty about it. He can't try to hide it because he knows it was him. Right, and I mean, he knows full that he did it, even though it wasn't his mind and he was being controlled he still knows that he did it and he knows that it was wrong and he knows that howard stark was one of his good friends back in the day and right you know it, it's hard for him to see that and then you know live through it but i think it's cool that you know he's getting help and he's hopefully feeling better you know it's still gonna suck but you know the fact that he's able to take a step back and be like i'm not him anymore it's a blink or you know it's trying to help yeah him. right and uh maury and the bartender this this lady um <laughs> Maury catches Bucky looking at her and he goes, he's like, you think she's cute? And he goes, wah. Wah. <laughs> Sebastian's the old, dad. <laughs> the old guy thing. Ah. Yeah, and, ah. then he goes, and then Maury goes ahead and asks this girl out for him. And um, then, boom, they have a date the next night. So, perfect. Um, right. and, and on this date, um, they're playing Battleship uh, and they're just like, they're guessing, like, you know, because that's how Battleship works. And uh, she asks him, how old are you? And he goes, 106. <laughs> and she starts laughing. And he's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And uh, then she, she's, like, looking at him. Or I think this happens before that. She's looking at him. And he's like, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm reading your mind. And he's like, please don't. You right. Because she's like, haha, whatever. It's a joke. And he's like, okay, I've had that done to me before. You need to stop before and he's I also break like, out. You're cute. And I think this could go somewhere. 
but not if you know who I am. Exactly. Which is, which is, you know, I was watching that. I was like, people have to know that's the Winter Soldier. Like they've seen yeah, him on the news. The majority. He's a he's fought alongside the Avengers. You know, mm-hmm. so people have to know who he is. But then the further I get in that scene, the further I realize like he's in disguise. Like nobody knows who he is. She goes, "Why are you wearing the gloves?" And he goes, "Like ah, bad." Bad blood. Or circulation. Yeah, bad circulation in the hand. She goes, oh, okay. Like, Duh. just believes that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm 106 years old. And she's like, ah, funny. And he looks like mid-30s. And right. Like, ah, I got bad circulation on my hands. She's like, oh, just average for, like, Duh. a mid-30-year-old guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit weird that nobody knows who he is, even though the government, like, pardoned him from his crimes. Right. Like, the government people made us... be mad. Yeah, well, yeah, but, like, people... If, if the government pardoned him from his crimes, like, yo, Bucky Barnes, he's a good guy now. Don't mess with him. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, cool. And then he walks in a restaurant. Nobody's like, yo, is that the... That the Winter Soldier? Yo, is that the Winter Soldier? Autograph? No, <laughs> nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And so I think it's, I think it's like, I don't want to say weird, but it, it is a little confusing of why nobody knows who the Winter Soldier is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's working undercover, but then he, like, made his public appearance by, blunt, like... By blowing up all the stuff on the highway and chasing after Captain America where there's thousands of people like right. running on the street and the buses are getting blown up and still nobody can like see his face and be like, yo, that guy kind of reminds me of the Winter Soldier. Right. Can't put my finger on it. Yo, is that a metal arm that he has? Vibranium arm now. Well, yeah. Which is sick. Which is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, after or during the date, you know, uh, we get super deep all of a sudden where she's talking about how, you know, there's a word for if you lose your wife and there's a word for if you lose your husband but there's no word for if you lose one of your children right and that's just instantly triggering the fact that he knows that he's killed obviously he's killed but he knows that he's killed somebody's son and this is where it kind of connects you know he leaves Mm -hmm. abruptly and he says excuse me and he goes he goes to maury's house maury's apartment maury opens the door and you see over maury's shoulder there's a picture frame like a, a shrine picture, almost. Like a shrine, yeah, with candles and everything of Maury's son, the one he was talking about who died, who we have already seen in the episode. Unfortunately for everybody. <laughs> in, the, in the flashback in that nightmare before uh, Bucky woke up in a cold sweat on the floor, you know, of course. Right. Um, as, as people do, they just kind of pass out on the floor with blankets right. and pillows. Right. But uh, that, that kid that was struggling to get into uh, his room with his key... Um, he, Winter Soldier killed him. The Winter Soldier did kill him, and that happened to be one of Bucky now, his friend's son. Right, which is which is so sad to think about. Like, you know, if you if you think about all the people he's killed, he's he killed Stark, and he knew Stark personally. He was probably friends with them. Mm-hmm. You know, being in the war rooms and stuff, and you know, doing special missions and testing gear, and like he was definitely either close to Stark or at least knew who he was. Right, and you know, so now to have that memory, and now alongside. He met Maury and he's, you know, vibing with him and stuff like that. And they become friends just because I think maybe Maury knows how maybe old he is or whatever. Yeah. There, I mean, there's some special connection between him and Maury. Mm-hmm. But then to, for Bucky to know that, you know, he killed his son, I think that's like a weight on his shoulders that is going to be a big, big tension, you know, between his feelings, himself and Maury. Mm-hmm. When that breaks out, he's like, hey... I killed your son. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, Maury's going to lose it. And that name, I don't remember if it was his son's name or Maury's name, but it was on the top of the second page in Bucky's notebook that he was mm-hmm. going through making yeah. events with. So, obviously, that's, we're, I'm thinking that's going to come out eventually to him yeah. in the series. 
But yeah, um, after all that little sadness, we cut to Taurus with the uh, Flag Smashers. You know, everyone's got their phone out and right. they're waiting for, you know, an order. Like, okay, anyone know what we're supposed to do? Um, and then uh, you hear you hear a little whistle, I think. And then there's a, a girl that comes over with a black bag with a bunch of masks with a red... Um, handprint on it. Red handprint yeah. on the face, yeah. Um, and everyone puts one on. And then there's an alert on the phone that... I think tr- that translates to run from whatever language I think was German. Yeah. But, uh, and then you hear an alarm go off and two bags drop down on the street and this guy just jumps out of a window with a mask on. He's got it and he starts walking. And, and not, 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 a, not a first story window. He jumps out of like a third story window. Right. And lands it and is fine. Which is why I'm thinking, do, and this might be a little far-fetched, but do the Flag Smashers, or at least some of them, have... A connection to the super soldier serum or some sort of maybe something that uh, Ross was general Ross was concocting or something right. like that I mean there's definitely a lot that we haven't seen from general Ross like from that incredible Hulk movie right there's so much that we haven't seen behind the scenes of that serum and of what he's doing and especially um, since Stark recreated it and was giving it and then to giving it to somebody and then Bucky stole it and took it you know so they're so there's super soldier serum out there. It's been around. Successful or not, mm-hmm. it's out there. And so, like I was saying earlier, that inner circle of, of the the flag breakers or whatever. Flag smashers. Yeah, the flag smashers, thank you. Synonym. Right. That uh that inner circle that I was talking about that are, you know, pyramid scheming the entire thing or you know, they yeah. have the super soldier serum. Or maybe they're mutants. Um maybe. which is a totally I've I think that this I think that this there are, there are a couple theories that are maybe a little far-fetched, but I think that there are some that are, that involve mutants that I could definitely see happening, especially with WandaVision. For sure. And everything we saw about introducing the multiverse and introducing, you know, possibly other enemies from other dimensions and stuff like that. I think that it's I think that we're heading towards a direction of of like um mutants and then demons and, you know, other things like that, which I think is going to be cool to see, but like I was saying, I think it's like that inner circle is kind of, you know, using these other like flag breakers to smashers. The fl- dang, the flag smashers <laughs> using the flag smashers to, you know, for their own personal agenda, which is I think to right. like, you know, run this kind of like mob and you know get all this money and make everybody rich. And I think they're doing like there's a combination between that and then like the super soldier serum that's introduced, which um, when when that guy, what's his name, Ross. No, no, no. The uh, Taurus. Taurus, yeah. When Taurus calls Sam, is like, "Yo, I just got my face smashed in at this flag breaker event." Um, mm-hmm. And you can see the the guy, the guy was uh, that he went to sort of apprehend. You know, he he took his arm and he's like crushing his arm yeah. just with fear force. Um, so like, obviously, we're thinking there's that's not raw strength that's some sort of enhancement some sort of maybe super serious super soldier serum something like that right um we don't know yet but and then we see you know uh Torres talks to sam as soon as sam is done working around uh talking his sister into not selling the boat um and he's he's kind of as they're on the dock and as they're talking about it he's He's telling her that he doesn't want to sell the boat because it's his family's legacy, and she right. wants to because they need the money. But he's like, no, this is our boat. It's been the family for years. We need to keep it. And this, I think, really parallels to Sam's not wanting to sell 
the family's legacy, just like he's not wanting to take on Cap's legacy. Or even give it away. Exactly. He wants it to be Cap's, and he doesn't want anyone else to have it, not even himself, even though Cap gave him the his permission to yeah. take it on and be Captain right. America. Um, and after that, you know, uh, Sam and his sister go to the banker, um, who's totally just caught up in the fact that he's talking to the Falcon. He's talking to the Avengers right now. That guy was such a D-bag. Right. He, like, was borderline racist, and yet was just like, he's like, yo, you guys suck at making money. Like, I don't even know how you guys do it. And Can she, I get your autograph, though? Yeah. Like, what? And she responded with, like, uh, how do you have an income if you're gone for five years? And uh, he kind of stops her, but... You know, she's right. Like Sam's been gone. Well, everyone's... Right. Half the planet's been gone. Right. And, it's, you know, those families that... If the dad's making the income and now the dad's gone, like, where does that money go? Exactly. And that's really... It's kind of confusing, uh, the conversation between... After that, between Sam and Taurus, uh, they're on a video call, and he's showing him the footage that he caught on his phone, which was hidden in his breast pocket, Right. Um, about how he smashed his face and grabbed and twisted his hand and everything like that um and in the middle of this call there at the end Taurus kind of says something and sam cuts him off and it's really confusing as to what they're kind of getting at yeah it was like a it was like a anything happened outside the camera and Taurus is like well and he goes uh like just keep this between you and me right and he goes so i think that you know it's weird because when Taurus and sam get back from that mission where they save the captain like the very first scene Mm -hmm. um they were like, yo, I, I need you to check out the, the Flag Smashers. And he's like, all right, bet. And so then it, it seemed at that moment that they were just starting to investigate them because Taurus was explaining them to him. But Sam, I think, was using Taurus to see if, um, to see, like, to prove something to himself and see if something that he was thinking was right. Mm-hmm. I think he knows um, that Zemo, which we saw in the trailer, that Zemo's the main, the main villain of the series. Yeah. I think that Sam knows that Zemo is either out and about. He's, like, released from prison or wherever he was from. Mm-hmm. And now he's running around possibly doing something. I think Sam's Sam has a superstition of, like, I think Zemo's running the Flag Smashers. Maybe he's behind it, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, as soon as that conversation is over, uh, Sam's sister comes in, and she's, like, sort of breaking down. And she turns on the news. And, uh, you know, who is, who is that government figure, you know, talking Who's, is that the Smithsonian? That's the Smithsonian guy. He was at the Smithsonian. I think he may have been the mayor, or I don't know because I, th- I, I think it was some. I think it was one of Ross's positions. Maybe yeah. I think it was the Secretary of State or something like that, which was Ross's position in Civil War. He was the Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. So now Ross could be either gone or he could be a higher up, a higher up president, something more powerful, exactly. which is, I, in my opinion, I don't think it's good. <laughs> yeah, but he basically gets on and uh, is telling uh, at his little press conference that the world needs new heroes and we are not prepared for to fight in them with uh, the times we're in with the people we have, which is limited now. Um, so he introduces the world to the brand new Captain America who comes Oof. out the door. Um, Sam is getting devastated as he's watching this he's just super disappointed it looks like and um he, he was never name dropped but uh we know from the credits which we'll get into that his name is john walker uh yeah. just like the comics um who's played by wyatt russell kurt russell's son um and you can see that he's got a different suit on he's got the shield uh that sam gave to the smithsonian and he's got a gun on his right uh holster 
And that shield, that's obviously the government's been asking him for the shield just so they can convince him that they're going to put it in the Smithsonian and nothing else is going to happen. But they obviously wanted it to give it to this guy. You know, they didn't want a world without Captain America. Right. Um, I don't want a world without Captain America, only if that Captain America is going to be Captain America. Steve Rogers. Chris Steve Evans. Rogers or hopefully Sam Wilson. Yeah. Or James Buchanan Barnes. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's all I want to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly. And, you know, Sam's really upset about this, and this is how the episode ends. Well, because he trusted – I mean, he trusted that government. He was like, you know, if I can't have it, nobody can. At least his legacy would be preserved somehow um, through the Smithsonian in the little way it would be. Right. You know, at least Steve Rogers is still going to live on. His legacy is going to live on, you know, through the shield. If it, people can come and see it and stuff like that and remember what his – you know, the legacy he left – and now it was like the government used Sam to to get to further their own agenda, it which almost, was it almost feels like a Winter Soldier thing, you know? The government's hiding everything from the heroes, right? And they're they're doing their own like plan they're setting their Sam backs. up, exactly. Like that going back to that first mission, why would you have Sam rescue one captain? Like I know, like the captain's life, like people's lives matter, mm-hmm. but why would you send Sam on a mission? To save one person, and why would they steal one person? And if you remember that, um, who's that? Who's that French guy? I forget his name. Bathrock. Yeah, Bathrock. If you remember, he, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Nick Fury hired him yeah. to keep Cap in the dark and kind of, you know, maneuver some stuff around, some right. spy stuff, um, which I kind of still don't understand. But, mm-hmm. um, but um, we see him again, which you know, to me indicated right away like something's not right here because. You know, he works for the highest bidder, clearly. Right. And before he was working for Nick Fury, who was the highest bidder, now he could be possibly working for the American government to set Sam up to fail or to die so they don't have to worry about, you know, obviously they know Cap gave him the shield as his own. Mm -hmm. So if they needed Sam's permission to get the shield, you know, they may be worried if he tries to take it back or if something happens. So I think they're trying to get rid of him. Why would they send him on one mission to save one guy? Right where the enemy, quote, quote, is somebody that the government has hired years prior mm-hmm. to... That wasn't really government, though. That was S.H.I.E.L.D. Or S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. yeah. But, like, I mean, still, like, it's you the mean. idea that somebody hired somebody else, hired the an overall, quote, bad guy mm-hmm. to, you know, maneuver their own agenda and stuff like that. And I think I think Marvel did Bathrock again just to, you know, let the viewers know that, hey, something's not right here. Unless he's completely outside that and he's just working on his own. So unless he's, unless he's working he's on his own. for the LAF. Right. Right. But why, th- so then why would he steal the one captain? Why? Like, well, they hijacked the plane. They wanted the plane into Libyan airspace so no one could do anything about it. Right. But why would they still, like, why would they take just one captain? And if they stole the ship, why was one person on that ship, on that, on that plane? Yeah. It, it all seems very, like, you ask one question, you get more. Right. Which is very confusing, and v- it seems like Sam is being set up to fail and or to die and or to, so the government can get rid of him and do whatever they want with Cap's legacy. Yeah, maybe because they know the only thing stopping that would be Sam or Bucky. Mm-hmm. Bucky's not there anymore, and Sam is, you know, doing these dumb missions where he's saving one person. Yeah, I was a little con- I was a little surprised that uh, Sam and Bucky didn't actually meet up in the first episode. I don't know Me if too. you were thinking that, but like, I was, I was expecting, I was expecting them to be together kind of maybe at, at that shield thing. I was like, Oh, he would be there. Mm. And Bucky wasn't right. And you know, 
I think Bucky's trying to work through his own thing, and he, I mean, he wants to be alone, mm-hmm. but I thought, you know, I, there was definitely a connection between him and Sam in, um, in Civil War, mm-hmm, whether, sure. whether it was, you know, like, oh, I hate you or whatever. I mean, but there was still, like, a connection there, and then to further that, you know, Steve Rogers is the connector between them two. They mm-hmm. both love Steve, you know, so now that he's gone, I was hoping that the first episode would be, you know, them together, even if they're angry at each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd still be there because Steve is that middle ground. And um, and so I was I was a little I was a little shocked that I was like, dang, like Bucky's not with Sam. That's kind of weird. But I get it that he, you know, kind of wants to be alone and do his own thing and fix his wrongs that haunt him literally every night. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So but we know that uh, Sam eventually does get the shield and they both end up meeting up, obviously. But, uh, you know, because we see in the trailers that they're training with the shield and. Uh, he's telling him that times are complicated and everything like that. But yeah, so that is going to wrap up the actual episode. But let's get into the credits because there is yeah, a wow. load of information. There in the was credits. a ton of information. So we see, off the bat, we see some of the like graffiti and news articles about the Flag Smashers. You know, um, just like little stuff about that. Um, little stuff here, but then right. at the another, another part of the credits, you see the name subject number zero two six five six with half of a face next to it. Uh, you don't see the full face. Um, some have speculated that was I don't remember his name, but he was the first original black Captain America. Yeah, the African American uh, one. I don't I don't remember. I know I know what he is, but I uh, I'm blanking on whether he. I think he came after Captain America either passed away or died or went away, like something. I think he came after um, as an experiment, like Captain America. It was like equal to Captain America, and he was the first one to, I think, carry on Cap's legacy Mm -hmm. and also the first African-American to carry it on. Yeah. Um, Another part of the credits, we see uh, the name or the name drop of Enhanced Humans Act. Um, This could be referring to Strucker's experiments, uh, the super soldier serum, or possibly mutants, maybe tying those in. Uh, We thought they were going to get tied in with WandaVision, maybe. Um, That didn't happen, so we're hoping for something soon here. We know Fantastic Four is coming in, but we don't know if they're doing any mutant stuff, so hopefully that's going to get in here soon. Uh, Agent 13, Sharon Carter, Emily Van Camp, is mentioned, uh, just her her Agent 13 number. Um, We see... A masked man, sort of, maybe downtown Prague, could probably could maybe be Zemo, something like that. Um, the date, December 16, 1991, obviously is the date that uh, the Winter Soldier murdered Howard and Maria Stark uh, when the Winter Soldier killed them, um, when we found out all the repercussions of that in Captain America's Civil War. Right. Um, something else we see... Uh, power broker is watching uh, it's a text that's up on the screen and there's like a there's a bullet there's a casing bullet with some blue maybe liquid inside maybe uh, tie into the super soldier serum yeah, yeah it did remind me of those tubes we saw in Captain America the first Avenger mm-hmm. um, and and therefore then the in the in Civil War and we saw those like blue little packets yeah, so I'm assuming it's the super soldiers. Yeah, I was assuming it was that too. Um, people have speculated that the power broker is actually behind the flag smashers. So now we have two possible suspects: could be the power broker, could be uh, Baron Zemo, uh, Daniel Bruhl. Uh, something else we see a reference to the Sokovia Accords. Looks like some text in there. Um, there's a little uh, mention to, or a little sort of looks like a promotional sort of thing that says, uh, "John Walker Cap is back." 
Um, right. and it's a picture of the new Captain America with a shield. But and I didn't I didn't see this until you showed it to me. Mm-hmm. I completely zoomed past it. I All thought it was credits. like, oh, it's just John Walker. Okay, now I know his name. But yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, but then on that you see a manufactured hero. It's not it's not part of the text, but it looks like someone wrote it on there, um, which maybe. You know, manufactured hero, that can mean a bunch of things, but to me it seems like the government created him for the times that they think they need him right now. But it's not, to us, it's not the right person because we know that Steve Rogers was that right person and everyone right now is thinking that Sam Wilson has that mantle, and if not Sam, then Bucky, but it's got to be Sam because Cap gave it to Sam. I think that idea of like him being a manufactured hero goes back to when Cap was first made. Captain America was first made, and he was that propaganda stunt mm-hmm. used by that senator. Is he just went around and made everybody feel good about America and the war and you know, bond stock and stuff like that. And so I think that the government is like, we want you know you guys to know that you're protected by the new Captain America. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're just gonna use him to like run propaganda and drive Cap's legacies down the drain, which I think is gonna cause conflict with Sam and. That would be cool if that brought Sam and Bucky together. If they're separate and then they're like, "Yo, that's not cool." What they're doing a Cap's legacy, I'm and then they that's go. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Super double punch on his face. And that's another question. Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America had the super soldier serum. Right. That's what made him Captain America. Right. So, what's this guy have a gun and a shield, or does he have super soldier serum? Too? Maybe. Yeah. If they and if he does, could that link could stretch in here a little bit? Mm-hmm. If they have the super soldier serum. And those flag smashers have the super soldier serum. Could there be a little bit of some Illuminati stuff happening between the behind the scenes where the government is kind of you know Zemo's somehow running the government and there was an all seeing eye in the credits. Did there you was that? yeah I I did see that. That's why I brought up the Illuminati's. There mm. was like that like the American dollar bill a little Illuminati pyramid. Right. Um, that would be crazy if if the I'm calling it right now the U.S. government and Zemo. And the Flag Smashers are all one big thing. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, so uh, other stuff in the credits. We see a few more things uh, that I noticed. We see the the little activation words from the Red Winter Soldier book in Civil War. We see, you know, like Longing, Daybreak, 1, uh, 17. Freight car. Freight car, yeah. yeah. All those. Uh, not from the book, but just like listed on the screen. And then right. uh, we see like a little looks like graffiti drawing of the Zemo mask, of his purple mask. Um, and he'll be coming in soon. We don't know when. I'm assuming that um, that little clip that we saw from the trailers of Captain America on the football field, um, running in, high-fiving the guy, I'm assuming right. that's going to be this next episode. Uh, yeah. Just a little thought that there. Would, yeah, that would be um, – that seems like it would be in chronological order just because we he, we were introduced to him now and through the end credit scene and kind of through the way I think Sam sees him, I think everybody thinks he's now a propaganda. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's going to lead right into – Sam's conflict with him as being, you know, hey man, you know, you're I'm ruining back. Cap's legacy, and the guy's gonna be like, dude, I don't care, I'm getting, I'm getting that stimmy check from the government. Exactly, from Zemo maybe, from the Flag Smashers. Oh my maybe. goodness, bunch of theories out there, but only one episode out of nine, so we can't really prove anything yet. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that is going to conclude the second episode of the Studio Fifty One podcast, MCU Unmasked. Let's get it. First episode in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Um, if you haven't checked out our WandaVision recap, a closer look into Westview, make sure you go up there and check that out. Check we it out. got about 50 minutes of content there just talking through some of the episodes, uh, you know, uh, things that are happening in there with Wanda Maximoff and Vision. And uh, we will have the next episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier out next week, next Sunday, hopefully. 
And other than that, Aiden, you got anything else for him? Nope. Alrighty, uh, that's going to be it. So thank you guys for watching. Make sure you check out the next few podcasts and previous podcasts, and we'll see you next time. So have a good one. Have a good one, guys.